This is Ross Barber Smith, and you are listening to Me, Myself, and I Radio. Welcome to Me, Myself, and I Radio, a self discovery podcast. Here are stories of transformation and hope with your host, Anthony Hayes. It's time to be inspired. Let's go. enjoyed that introduction song that is love struck robot coming through again with the tunes this time with do it all for the dream head on over to lovestruckrobot.com or download that on itunes right now good morning good afternoon hip hip ravey myself and i radio tribe i'm mixing it up with a cool cat today all the way from scotland we're going all around the world and back today with these uh, awesome awesome conversations here on the show my co-pilot today on today's journey of self-discovery is no stranger to the microphone. An intricate part of our Facebook group, the Podcast Discovery Center. He's also co-host of Bridge the Atlantic and founder of Electric Kiwi. Love the name. Anyway, I digress. And uh, what he does there with that is he helps artists to turn their passion into career. Ross Barbersmith, let's get into me, myself, and I, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Uh, thanks so much for being here. We're just going around the world today with a um, just awesome guest, and I'm so so thankful to have you on and uh, to really just get into your me, myself, and I elements. So thank you. No, thank you for having me. So Ross, um, man, I know you as a as a podcaster. Uh, I know you as a web designer. I see your your beautiful images um, of your portfolio and the stuff you're creating, the content, and it's just it's just awesome. Thanks so much for for being a creator, man. First and foremost. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I think it would be hard not to create, really. Um, I think if I wasn't creating, I honestly don't really know what I would be doing with myself. No doubt. What um, now this this passion that that you have for everything that you're doing today. What brought you here? What was the journey like? What was your? What were the other elements um, to lead up to today? For pretty much as long as I can remember, I've, I've been designing websites. I, I started when I was around 12 um, because one of my friends uh, had designed a website and, you know, and I thought, well, hey, I want to do that. So we kind of had the, a bit of back and forth friendly competition going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I really loved music and I, and I think I really had it in my head that I wanted to be a musician. Um, and I remember at school, one of our, our teachers was asking, and, and this must have been, I must have been probably about 16 or so at this point. And she was going around the class and she was asking everyone, what is it you want to do? And I said, I want to work in the music industry. And she literally laughed in my face and told me to stop dreaming because it was never going to happen. Wow. Um, yeah. And that, you know, that's a pretty shitty thing to hear when you're 16 uh, and you've really, uh. you know, got your heart set on something. But um, you, you, you proved her wrong, didn't you? eventually yeah um, 
So yeah, that that was always kind of in the back of my mind, I think. Um, but and I had to make a choice when when I was going to go to university. Was it going to be something computer related or was it going to be something music related? And um, and I I hadn't really like I, but for a lot of the kind of IT and computer related things, you need to you need to have pretty good grades in like physics and maths and all these things and I didn't I failed physics twice and I only attempted maths once because I wasn't going to try it again because it was was horrible I was horrible at it but you know because I I I knew that the music was what I wanted to do I I remember staying um I, I would spend my whole lunch hour in the music room practicing because um, I I wanted I wanted to pass, and to me there wasn't any other option. I I had to do something related to music, and at that point I thought I wanted to be a performer. Um, and then I got to university and everything was great. And then when when it came to my final year performance, uh, it kind of fell apart because the band that we had to put together uh, didn't learn any of the songs. Um. Uh-huh. Which you know partially reflected on me because you know I was being graded as the you know the guy that holds it all together and you know delegates things and makes sure it happens. But anyway, it, it was terrible, um, and I was really unsure if I was going to pass the whole course. And this is like a week before the end, so there wasn't any time to redo it. Wow. Um, but at the same time, I'd been doing a, a promotion and marketing class as part of that course where we weren't really given much guidance, we weren't really given much um, kind of... We weren't really told what to do. We we could figure out our own plan, and I did. So my, my plan was to use the skills I already had, uh, as outdated as they were, uh, was to build a website for myself as a singer-songwriter and um, send people to the site via social media and get them to sign up to my mailing list, with the aim being to get 100 people to sign up and, uh, you know, I, I didn't know really how to do any of this stuff. I knew how to build the website, but I didn't really know how to do any of the rest of it. Gotcha. Um, but I did that, and, and I ended up getting a really good grade for that class. And I think it all happened at the right kind of time. You know, the performance thing fell apart, but the promotion and marketing thing kind of went way better than I thought. And I, I kind of thought to myself, well maybe I don't really want to be a performer. Like it, it really knocked my confidence in that side of things. So, but then I was like, but I've always liked doing websites, but, but the thing is it has to be websites for musicians because I don't really care about anything else. Oh, um, so you, you, you put those two loves together. I, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So that's how I did it. But then, but then obviously like i was i was applying for for jobs and stuff once i once i graduated and and i wasn't getting you know any of the the jobs that i was applying for so it was things like like marketing direct not director that's way way above my station like mark like a like a marketing assistant or a marketing administrator or something like that involved with like music venues and theater venues and anything that was entertainment or music related because i knew that that was the space i wanted to be in um because at this point I hadn't decided that I was going to do things myself because I didn't really think that I could. Um, sure. So I worked in some jobs that I hated, uh, left a job after customers on the phone being incredibly abusive. Um, oh, they are, aren't they? Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. Customer service is tough. You know, that's one of those things that, that in university they should teach people. They should teach you how to work with the public. They should teach you how to be compassionate 
And that's like, that's just one of those, I don't know, that's my two cents, but anyway. Yeah, it should be. And there should be a class on like how to treat a waiter at a restaurant and how to, te- how to treat the person that you're speaking to on your phone who's been sitting there for eight yeah. hours a day, you know, and doesn't really care about your problem. Well, some of them do care, but I think by the time you've been sitting there for eight hours a day and you probably don't really care. I know I didn't. Um, no doubt. It's horrible. So, um, so where was I going with this? So, um, so yeah, I did all the jobs kind of, yeah, lots of jobs I didn't like. And then I did, um, I, I, I was speaking to a musician on Twitter who I'd been a fan of for, I think six years or so before that, like she was an independent artist, got signed to a major label, but left the major label. And, and she, um, and she tweeted one day that she was looking for, um, an intern in LA to help her with some digital marketing stuff. And instantly I saw my opportunity and thought, okay, I'm going to tweet her back. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm exactly who you need, but I'm in the wrong wrong location. Can we talk anyway? And uh, she said yes. And then she ended up becoming my first, my first client. And she referred um, some other artists to me, made some introductions. And, and really, I, I kind of credit uh, a lot of what I'm doing now to her because if she didn't take that chance on me then you know I probably would still have got here but it would have taken me longer or I may have decided you know what I'm just gonna stick with a job that I don't like and just and deal with it but but, yeah, I, but you took that leap of faith and that uh it paid off um in the long run yeah definitely and you know from there I I, I was doing some freelance stuff while I was still working full-time because I, I figured it was important for me to build a portfolio and actually you know have like testimonials and things so that people would take me seriously. Uh, so I did that while I worked at various places. And by the, that point I'd moved away from the call center and I was working at a digital marketing company um, who specialized in hotels. Um, and while, you know, I enjoyed the type of work more because I wasn't being shouted at on the phone all day, it kind of reinforced my my belief that, um, yeah, doing websites is great, but if it's not for musicians or something that I'm passionate about then I don't really feel like I'm making a difference I think and uh and that led me to really kind of make the decision things kind of went pear-shaped there like there was a lot of tension with various people in the office and I I don't like confrontation and and all that stuff it made me very uncomfortable uh so I did make the decision I was like right I'm gonna just try it I think I can do this by myself uh, I'm just going to take that leap. And luckily it paid off. It was a very scary few months, um, not knowing where the next client's going to come from, not knowing if someone's going to pay you. Um, I mean, that still happens a, a little bit, but um, not to the extent when, you know, you, you don't really, you know, you've just left a, a secure job and now you've taken that leap. But um, I think that was four, maybe five years ago. Uh, which is crazy to think that it's been that long. And it's crazy to think that I actually do this. Like, I mean, I have some really stressful days sometimes when, you know, the emails are just piling up or there's lots of deadlines and, and, and that stresses me out. But I, I still have to remind myself is that I'm really lucky to be able to do, you know, work yeah. that I love with people that I love. And I don't have to answer to anyone other than myself and my clients. And that's a pretty awesome thing. Um, yeah, no doubt. I, I think a lot of people settle. A lot of people, they, they stop pursuing their passions because they hit some type of roadblock. 
there's some type of obstacle or circumstances in their way. And, uh, you know, those are the things that we delve into on the show, you know, uncovering those elements, the, uh, the past, present and future of, our, of ourselves and uh, what we're going to become in the future. So I think, uh, you know, hearing this from you is just totally relatable. And I know that everybody out there listening is, is totally digging it, man. So awesome. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So Ross, you mentioned being in a band and everything like that. Were you, did you play instruments or what, what was your role in that? Um, so I was a, I was a, a vocalist. Um, I, I, I played. Can you sing not, <laughs> No, not now. Damn it. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. Uh, although, I tried. Although I do know, <laughs> I know you're a big fan of Darren Hayes and, uh, and I this am, is, um, yes. what, what was it? What happened? So when I was a kid, I, I used to think that I, um, I sounded like Simba from The Lion King, but then I heard Savage Garden and I thought, Hey, I can sing, uh, I can sing to the moon and back like Darren Hayes. My, my voice hadn't broken at this point. So I was able to kind of sing slightly higher because he's got a higher he's, tone. Um, his, his range voice. is ridiculous. His falsetto is like, ugh, wow. Yeah. And I think I, that, that was it. I was able to do all that. And there was a show over here called Stars in Their Eyes, which was basically like a singing show, but you would go on as someone else. And no as a way. kid, I was totally, I totally thought I could pull this off. I can go on Stars in Their Eyes and be Darren Hayes. But the catch was that you had to be over 16. And at this point, I think I was only uh, maybe 11 or so. Um, oh. So it it never would have happened. But uh, my sister is actually a really big fan of, of Darren Hayes. The um, thought was there. That's awesome. The thought yeah, that's, was there. You remember that. I, I have a uh, signed picture of him on my my desk that we're that i'm sitting at right now yeah i've i um i found you know savage garden a long time ago and i don't know i guess i always kind of gravitated towards pop and stuff because i was i have a little bit of a music background i was in choir and the show uh the show choir and chorus in high school and i played guitar and um there's just something about his tonality that really spoke to me and Ever since that day that I heard, um, you know, their first album, I uh, I followed their career and his ever since. And it was just like every time he or they, uh, well, they only put out two albums, but afterwards when Darren kept, you know, was putting out these albums, and I'm sure you can relate to this because you're, you're, you have a passion for music as well. There was something about that album or those songs at that time that it brought me to like a... Uh, an amazing place in my life, whether it was a, a, um, you know, an emotion down deep inside or it excited me or something. But like every time that a song would come out or, or an album, it was just, it was a really intricate part of my life. And music was just one of those tools for me that really helped me discover myself ultimately. Definitely. Um, I mean, I, uh, one memory that I have about Savage Garden is, uh, we used to always listen to them whenever we went on family trips to Edinburgh, which is where my mum's side of the family's from. Uh, and we would always listen to Savage Garden and uh, Two Beds and a Coffee Machine. It's such a yeah. great song. It's so depressing. Uh, yes. But it's so good. And um, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, I, I would probably say that, you know, because they were a group that I listened to kind of younger when I was forming my my musical taste i think that they probably had a bigger influence on on me than than you than i probably realized because i definitely listened to them quite a lot back in the day um and uh i I mean i've written stuff i've recorded like old 
demos like nine years ago when I was at college. And sometimes I think about um, wanting to do that again, even if it's just, you know, recording four or five songs that I've written or, you know, a few that I've written and a couple that I just love and just putting them out there just so that I can say I did it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, it's it's something that's it's always in the back of my mind. No it doubt. might happen. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, man, you're right. Who knows? I mean, we don't know what of tomorrow and uh, what are our futures in store, this this constant evolution, this this journey of self-discovery that we're all on. And if, um, you know, from what I've heard, you know, following passions is something that you've done very well and been very successful at, even through all the obstacles. And I think it's just a matter of time before you, you make that, that next dream come true so i wish you the best of luck with that and uh definitely sign me up for uh an autographed uh cd <laughs> sure <laughs> give me the first you're, you're the only person that's ever asked so you're, you're automatically yes. first in the, in the queue so Wicked. yeah oh cool oh man um all right so cool we're just like time machine we went back in time went through college we're just going all in and out of your life with just awesome elements of it and uh, I want to I want to talk a little bit about the podcast and you know, the partnership that you have with that because I mean musically everything that you do it comes back to that it's just that that passion so you the two of you you and Mauricio you share that that passion and you guys have bridged the Atlantic so what's let let everybody know a little bit about that that venture if you will sure so yeah so the show um, we we interview musicians and people in the music industry so some people behind the scenes um as well as actors and basically people that are doing something in the creative space um and have interesting or inspiring stories um to share we started the show again kind of by accident well not maybe not accident that's not really the right word but um i i was okay. interviewed on a podcast and then i suggested marcio to be a guest on the same podcast and uh as soon as he finished that interview he called me up on Skype and he's like dude we need to start a podcast and um and I was like yeah Just sure like okay that. yeah yeah let's let's, cool. do a, let's do a podcast no problem rock. and he's like but we have to do video and I was like oh no 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 I I don't <laughs> and then and he was like He's like, but no, you have to. We have to do videos. Like, we have to do something that makes us stand out. And he's like, we don't. They don't really see many shows that do what we do as a video show. Like, there's quite a lot of like you know interview shows, but there's not really many on video, uh, especially not one that incorporates people in different parts of the world through Skype. Um, I mean, I'm by no means saying that we're the only ones that do it, but there's not many. I think. Uh, so yeah, for sure. it kind of twisted my arm. It took uh, quite a bit of twisting, but um, but I agreed to it. Um, and yeah, we're over a hundred episodes in. Uh, there's been a awesome. lot of ups and downs. Thank you. Um, lots of ups and downs, mostly um, involving Skype and the fact that we record video and um, people not yeah. turning up for interviews and. Not you know all the the things that I guess come with the territory when you're oh when you're yeah podcast, right. but um I would say the one thing that really kind of kept us going the whole time you know despite having the problems was the fact that we get to connect with some people that we would never normally get a chance to connect to and actually become friends with these people and 
build relationships and in some cases, you know, collaborate with. Like I've worked with a couple of the guests we've had on the show um, and Marcio's got some collaborations lined up with some of the other guests who I, I'm not going to name because I don't want to jinx anything and I want to wait until <laughs> the stuff's done. Fair um, enough, fair enough. If it all goes, if that all goes to plan, it'll be very, very cool. But it's just been, it's just been crazy. Like, I mean, you know, you, the, the whole thing is you can't really just tweet someone and say, hey, can we jump on Skype to talk? Because people would be like, well, who are you? You're, that's crazy. Yeah. But as soon as <laughs> you say... You stalker know, guy, what? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but as soon as you say, you know, hey, I've got a podcast. Can we jump on Skype and talk? Uh, they're like, yeah, because they know that it, it's going to get shared with, you know, more people. Um, but it's just crazy. Like it's... Yeah. Like some of the people that say yes, you're like, wow, you just said yes? Like that's... I did not expect that. Um, yeah, it's... it's Yeah, it's, it's an awesome... Uh, it's an awesome venture and it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to, to connect with these people all over the world, learn from their stories, learn their journeys and just, just to be inspired like you said you guys do on the show. And the reason why I stick to audio only and not video is because I do not have a wonderful head of hair like yourself. Unfortunately, I have very little hair, so we just uh we, we shut the video off here on my end. So that's all you. That's you can rock that video, man. You do it great. It's <laughs> <laughs> just it's it's um it's crazy how much additional work that it causes. I mean, it doesn't, to be honest, it doesn't cause me much work because I'm not the one who edits it because Marcio edits it. Sorry, Marcio. Uh, but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot more work. I think it probably doubles the amount of work that's involved in, in, a, in recording and editing an episode. Um, especially when there's just technical problems that go yeah. wrong sometimes our our program instead of recording three videos it'll record seven and then you have to basically figure out which part goes where and line it all up and then line it up with the audio and all these these crazy things so i'd i'd say you're probably wise for <laughs> to go audio only and not you know not for the reason that you said but for the reasons uh that it's uh it ah it, oh, it's just it, it drives us kind of crazy yeah I get to understand. Uh, it's, yeah, it's awesome. I wish that um, I would, and I wish I knew more about like editing and videos, and you know, even if it's just to put a little promo reel together. It's just something I really haven't delved too deep into. Although I'm definitely exploring options. Because come to find out, I was at their library the other day with my daughter checking out some books, and they have a state of the art video editing room. And it's nice. got lights. Up. I mean, it is wicked awesome. They got a huge Mac computer in there. And um, I uh, haven't got a chance to go over there, but have all the information. And uh, it's definitely something I'm looking into because, um, you know, there's that whole different medium. There's that whole different listener out there. There that, that visual element. And to be able to bring those that aspect into your show, it's going gonna, it's gonna to reach people. It's going to touch them on a different level. So definitely... Definitely, if you guys, um, you know, we'll have the uh, the links for all this um, for Bridge the Atlantic inside the show notes on the website, so you guys can check it out because um, they do such a good job over there. And I believe you guys have T-shirts. We do, yes. Yes. We do have so you guys can go pick up T-shirts too. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be. I I love seeing um, you know, when people buy a shirt and they send us a picture of them wearing it. Like that's that's like a really awesome feeling is like hey you like our show enough to buy a t-shirt and then wear it across your chest yeah it's, it is it's right really awesome 
it is such a cool feeling. I know I've been going through the same thing this past month with um, publishing my first book and the messages and the emails and the, the phone calls and the, the pictures. It's so like overwhelming to the point where like I thought I was, my mom was going to buy a copy and that was it. But it's, you're definitely, we're reaching people. We're, we, we're reaching people every day, which is why it's important for us to keep, to continue creating, to keep following those passions. And I think uh, everybody listening kind of, kind of gets it now that, um, you know, Ross just laid it out for you. Just never stop dreaming. And um, yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. That's a, that's a total epic journey. I love it. So along this journey of self-discovery, Ross, there's definitely been some things that help you along the way, some resources, maybe a website, a book something along that nature. So what, what is something that you could recommend to us? For me, I've always found like inspiration in podcasts, podcasts more recently because podcasting, you know, hasn't been a huge thing for, for that long. Um, so podcasts have been really big for me. Um, and there's one that I've just found very recently. I, I think it's called Adept and it's like three creative entrepreneurs all sitting in a room and then they interview another kind of entrepreneur and I've really been enjoying their stuff lately but kind of more long term um, there's a guy in the music marketing space called Bob Baker and uh, he he writes books he has a great blog he has videos all over the place um, I just find him very inspiring and um, he's kind of been a, a kind of an, a role model I suppose um, th- th- throughout my you know, time doing all this. I think even back in college, I was aware of him and uh, and following his stuff. And and the same goes for awesome. um for Ariel Hyatt and her her uh, blog Cyber PR, well her company Cyber PR. Um, I find her newsletters and her blogs really interesting. And she's uh she's I'm lucky enough now to call her a friend. Uh, you know, go, going from someone who I just looked up to to someone who now I you know, I can ask questions too, and I've been able to help her out and vice versa. It's really awesome. awesome. So I would definitely list her as one too. I think if you find those valuable resources, I think everybody else will. So we'll be sure to include links to that and so much more. And uh, before we go, Ross, now that we've gotten off this, this crazy roller coaster of a time machine, um, what, what is something looking back at your 21 year old self, you say, would you, would you give some advice or some encouragement or some words of wisdom to your 21 year old self? What, What do you think that would be? Um, I'm, I'm going to sound like I'm echoing a lot of our guests on Bridge the Atlantic, but it's something that, that I've been thinking about quite a lot lately because I, I realize that we all do it and we should try and stop. And that is stop comparing ourselves to other people. Um, I know that when I was 21 and I was at college, I was always comparing myself vocally to other people, but then I realized, you know, we're all completely different. Like we're not all built the same. So Great. why am I comparing, you know, myself to someone else? It's like when I've got my own, I've, there, you know, there's good and bad parts to all of us. Um, so why am I, why am I only focusing on what's good about someone else and only what's bad about me? I need to kind of, you know, do that less and, and stop comparing myself to other people. And, you know, I'm still guilty of doing it now. I do it with websites. I say, oh, that person made a much better website than me or, you know, whatever. But... I, I, I'm do. definitely trying not to do it. So when I catch myself doing it, I'm like, no, stop it. Stop doing that. Stop comparing yourself to someone else because, you know, everyone's at a different point and everyone's, you know, good and bad at different things. That's great. Yeah. To, to be mindful of that is, uh, 
I think, a really key takeaway I got from that answer. For anybody who's listening, we're going to have lots of awesome information, links, everything, all the goodies, all the videos, whatever you guys need to know at radio.com slash Ross. And um, before we go, Ross, what's going on? Where can people find you? And uh, what's what do you have out there that you want people to check out? Uh, I mean, if you want to check out my work, you can go to electrickkiwi.co.uk. Um, if you want to have a chat, best place is Twitter because it's my favorite. Uh, my username on there is Electric Kiwi. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook as well. You can you can pretty much find me if you search for Electric Kiwi. I'm Electric Kiwi, the design company and not the energy company in New Zealand. Completely different <laughs> people. Um, and gotcha. if you want to check out the podcast, uh, we've got a really annoying website address because the one we wanted was taken. So it's bridge-the-atlantic.com. Uh, and you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, YouTube. We're, we're everywhere, pretty much. No doubt. Can't get and we'll, uh, we'll get all that for everybody so they can they can follow you and, and stalk you. And uh, it'll be a beautiful, beautiful thing, I'm sure. But, uh, Roz, I can't thank you enough for coming on, man, and, and just being here with us. And at the end of every show, what I tell everybody out there listening is to control the controllable, as for the rest, keep on flowing, and just be. This has been me, myself, and I radio with my lovely guest, Ross Barber Smith. Thanks so much, Ross. Thank you. You've been listening to Me, Myself, and I Radio with your host, Anthony Hayes. Tune in next time. Hmm. <laughs>